happens when you take OU football and two very opinionated, very passionate football ladies. What do you get? You get Talk Sporty. So welcome to Talk Sporty. Hi, Sean. Hey, Dana. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is season two, episode four, and we're here to talk about the OU um, SMU game. Yes. It happened last night. This is Sunday afternoon, and we want Mm -hmm. to give our little recap and our opinions on things. Yeah. Talk about Hope you want to hear it. (laughs) Hope they want to hear it. If not, uh, you ought to turn us off then. That's right. Just, just, just. Just, just don't open up that Spotify or Apple podcast thing. We're now on Apple. Woohoo! I know. <laughs> Shout out. We're now on Apple. You just go to your Apple um, app and talk. Type in sport talk talk sporty, sporty two words. Yeah, and it should come up. And, we'll and we're be hoping there. to have a million followers by next week. <laughs> oh gosh, you think Dana? Dana dreams big, 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 <laughs> big. Maybe I'll all be- the SMU. You know, maybe all those followers will want to tune in too. I don't yep. know. I'll be I'll be happy if we're in the dozens. <laughs> okay, okay. Come on, Sean. Let's shoot for a thousand at least. Come on. All right. <laughs> shoot bigger. Shoot higher. So tell me what was your take on the ball game last night? Okay. Well, before we talk about that, I just wanted to say um, this was the first OU game I've been to that I know my dad's not going to go with it anymore. Um, because oh my, yes, yeah, my I'm, dad. I'm sorry about that, Sean. Yes. My dad died in the spring, and he went to the Baylor game with us last year. And I still thought we were going to have lots more OU games to go to together. Um, so you know, it was kind of one of those bittersweet things, but it was okay. It was different, yeah, yeah. it was because di- you guys had gone when you were kids, right? He, you he, would go with your dad. He took me to my first OU game when I was like in first grade. Um, wow. so, and, and we just went to that one and I kind of have this recollection of it. Um, it was against Colorado. He reminded me of that later on, which then my next OU game was when I was a senior in high school and we played Colorado, but I went with Brett. I was there for my, um, you know, campus tour when oh, okay. you're a senior okay. in high school. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, we'd always talk to each other, call each other, text each other during the football games um, when he wasn't coming, you know, or if it was an away game. Um, just just lots of good memories of him. Well, and I went I, I went to some games with him, yes, too. Really did. good memories. Yeah. Pat was a true Sooner football fan yeah. through and through. Yes. He even, one of the last times he was at OU Texas, he... He almost got in a fight with um, someone in the crowd, I, yeah. and it was yes. it was not over anything that needed to be fought about. No. But Mm-mm. anyway, he was a yes. true fan. He, 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 he was he a true his fan. OU football. Yes, um, <laughs> he did. Love, he and he he made his daughter love OU football too, because yes, you know did. that's that's part of where I got that from. Taught taught he had all girls, so he had to teach us about football because he didn't have any boys. Um, yeah. And it and it stuck with at least two of us. The third one. I was going to say one sister caught on, and the other sister. I don't know no. what happened to her. Yeah, she's a cowboy, <laughs> so you know that was part of it too. She just doesn't like her Sooner football. No, I, I don't we got know. two two Sooners and a cowboy, and the two Sooners are about football, and the cowboy. She let, but she, you know, her husband and her son were with me last night, also. So, but um, oh, a couple, good, I didn't yeah, know they were there. Yeah, okay, Declan and Rex were there, so that was fun. But um, some of my favorite memories of dad and OU football, um, OU Nebraska 2000. He went down on the field with us, you know, when those goalposts came down. Oh, my. Um, so he went down on the field with us. That was fun. Of course, you know, we went to the Rose Bowl. And because of my dad, we were able to circumvent most of the traffic because he knows his way around Southern California. He got us in and out, and we parked, like, right next door. Yeah. I, I still don't know how he did that. <laughs> and we either. walked about, oh, three steps, and we're in the Coliseum. You know, it's yep. kind of like, wow. Like, and we Thanks. and it wasn't VIP-type tickets nope. either. He just knew how to do it. He, he knew how to do it. He sure did. Um, he went to the Fiesta Bowl when, you know, my husband had sworn off bowl games at that time. So my dad went out there with me. You guys were there. Well, yes, we didn't, that's we right. didn't win then either, you know, yeah, stupid Statue of Liberty by Boise State. But anyway, still fun. Um, 
And then I remember we went to the 2002 Cotton Bowl. It was still being played at the actual Cotton Bowl. We played Arkansas that year. It was freezing. The well, final score was January, January 1st. Mm-hmm. Final score was 10 to 3. It was a very boring game. But um, we froze our butts off. But, you know, we had fun. And my dad was out there out there with us, me and Brett and dad. And so anyway, I'm going to miss him being at football games with us. Um, But anyway, so I just wanted to give a little shout out to my dad. And um, part of why we have Talk Sporty is because my dad brought his daughter up to love Sooner football. (laughs) That is true. That is very true. Yes. Our, our, um, we, we are missing you and we'll continue to miss you, Pat. Yes. We okay now we can talk about the football game. Okay, so <laughs> now we can talk sporty. <laughs> now now we can talk sporty. So um yeah so that was the first game I went to this year, um and it was fun. It was not. I was hoping we we looked good at times and at times we didn't look so good. You know I agree. Yeah, I thought the crowd looked great. The striped the stadium. Mm-hmm. It was a really good turnout, um, and the student section stayed all They did. Day. Good point. I was impressed. We're above them and, yes. and could look down, and normally we look down and see empty, empty holes. That's right. And they were there the whole game, which I was proud of. I thought they deserve a game ball. Yes. If, it, if I was passing eight game balls through Rent Venables, uh-huh. <laughs> I, would give the, I would give the student section game balls. Um, you know, you think the other people mm-hmm. that pay more for their tickets, they normally stay for the whole game. Right. Um, students find other things to do on a Saturday They evening, do. But they were there. Yes. I had not throughout. even thought about that. And But you're right, because, of course, we sit right across the, the field right. from the students. And they were. They were there the whole time. And that is not typical. So, hey, good point, Dana. Shout out to the students. Yeah. Yeah. Go students. Go all you students. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, be, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, so down here, you know, the um, SMU people knew that OU was striping the stadium and SMU, their colors are red, white, and blue. So sometimes people, you know, they go to the games in all the colors. And so okay. they made a point of saying wear blue because we don't want to blend in. With the wider okay, red. Okay, that explains it. I thought I saw tons of blue, and I and it I was popped. It, it seemed strange that it was a that they yes. were all just blue. There was no red or white. Yeah, okay. but it popped in that in that white those white sections and the red sections. That blue popped. You you noticed it. It didn't just yeah. blend in. So, yeah, they had just as far to come as I did. Those those right. SMU people. <laughs> Exactly. And they were fairly, I thought they did a pretty good job of, you know, being a crowd. They Mm -hmm. weren't rude by any means. I don't mean that, but they, they were loud. You could hear them Mm -hmm. holler and and yell for their team, which, Mm -hmm. which is good. We like, we want that, you know, we want that to, we want it to be a good game day experience for all. Yes, yes. As long as we get the W at the end, that's, that's what, (laughs) that's what Sean and I want. (laughs) And we did, and we did. So, um, I so thought your... the defense looked mm-hmm. good. Um, in fact, I think they kept us in the game, especially yeah. to me in the third quarter when our offense really was just kind of hand up the middle, you know, mm-hmm. just sputtering, not making any yardage really. The defense would get back out there and stop them and mm-hmm. stop them and stop yeah. them. And so I, I was proud um, of how well they played down the stretch, especially too. Yes. W- yeah. When it, you know, the first half, it, it seemed kind of, it was a little lackluster, but we're up and, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, it's 14 to three. It's, right. we'll come out second half and we'll score a lot of points. And, mm-hmm. and then we didn't. The third no. quarter was truly boring. Yes. Neither team really scored. And then it seemed like after SMU made their touchdown and went for the two, uh-huh. the two point conversion um, early in the fourth quarter, it's like that seemed to be when. Our team was kind of like, oh, wow, oh. this is a close game all of a yeah. sudden. We Don't need to think? kick it into different gear. Yeah. I thought that I did, I was a little bit, and I know there's a lot of young guys on defense. And so, and and I'm happy that we're playing some of those younger guys. But there were times 
they were either playing, the secondary was either playing super soft because SMU would have those times when it looked like we were going to stop them. We were going to hold them on third down and then they'd get that nice pass. In fact, I, I have no idea why SMU lots of times tried to run the ball because we tended to stuff the run more. Right. They shouldn't have. They yeah. should. I, I agree with you. If, if mm-hmm. SMU had passed on those third downs that they were trying to convert or their fourth downs, I think they would have gotten more of them mm-hmm. than they did. Because when they try and just run up the line, our, our line stopped them. The, yeah. You know, the linebackers and the mm-hmm. line. But it just seemed like we were playing like two yards off the receiver. And so we weren't all, you know, I know we did make plays on the ball, but um, especially that first half. And um, it's like, God, you know, get get right there by the receiver. Don't play so soft. And sometimes it, I'd notice it might be Walker or Canuck, which I know he's a linebacker, but when he was having to play pass coverage. So I'm just wondering if some of those young guys, it was that, but then Brett, and I don't understand defenses as well, but Brett did say, it looked like we would change from a zone to a man-to-man, and we were doing better when we started playing a man defense. Man-to-man, on, on, okay. On pass coverage. I was going to say, it seemed to me like we were playing a loose zone most yeah. of the, the like the first three quarters, and so we were kind of just daring them, mm-hmm. go ahead and throw that pass. And they had a good quarterback, that yes. Stone kid. He's a good mm-hmm. quarterback, and he could, he could hit that receiver seven, eight yards, you know. Yeah. Or four or five, and then he's going to get two or three more mm-hmm. yards after right. after catch, and they get a first down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that part was hard, but yeah, yeah, I did think towards the end we we were doing better. I didn't realize we changed to a man to man. That's what Brett. But said. that makes sense. And, okay. and and I will say we weren't letting them get behind the coverage, but we just were letting right. them. We were keeping them in front of us, you know, almost like a prevent defense or something too. And it's like go ahead and try and make a play on the ball and and that kind of thing because not all the teams we're going to play are going to be like SMU. And so anyway, I, I think our secondary is still needing some work. I know that there's some young guys. I mean, Bowman and Washington, they're not young. And, and they had good games too. But I think some yeah. of the young guys are maybe still trying to figure some of that stuff out a little bit. I, I bet they are. And, and I agree with you that we – we had them covered once they caught the ball, once mm-hmm. the receiver yes. caught the ball. Then we were all over them, and we might have right. two or three guys that would tackle them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we weren't trying to prevent those passes or no. break up that many. We did right. break up a few, but mm-hmm. but we weren't actively trying to break them up. Yeah. Yeah. So, And, of course, that, that silly business, that third quarter, I mean, the SMU moved the ball down the field most, most of that their court most of their touchdown drive was in the third quarter and then mm-hmm. they actually scored at in the early part of the fourth quarter but how many penalties did we have oh my on that gosh one possession that, that one last drive I think is the last drive of SMU's it was almost like I mean I wrote down here what the penalties and yes do you have them good yeah so OU was penalized nine times for 88 yards SMU two times for 15 and, I and they tell- had that at halftime. At halftime, they had 15 yards and penalties, and we had like 20. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember seeing that on the scoreboard. And it so was- all the rest of them were our fault in the second half. And then, then at one drive, every time we looked like we stopped them, they got, they, they got a first down on penalty. And, I mean, they were yes. moving all the way down the field. And and I try very hard not to blame everything on the refs because I think that's a lousy excuse for stuff. Okay. And and but, but on I that series on that series, Canuck did have a pass interference, I believe. But Bowen, that was I not agree. pass interference in the end zone. No. It was not. No. They they showed not it again. All. It wasn't and they they still they were trying they were trying to get you know finally we had to stop it with an interception right isn't that how we stopped that drive i think that was the very the last end. possession yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah very last uh-huh. possession but along those lines yeah, bowen Justin is Harrington intercepted yeah but bowen is going to be a stud that kid oh my is a gosh. true Isn't freshman he? he is going to be true a stud freshman. Yeah. He was all over the field, yeah. looked yes. great, and, mm-hmm. and he's going to have some 
um, you know, sometimes that he, he maybe doesn't make the exact perfect play, but yeah. as a true freshman, I was mm-hmm. very impressed. Yes. Yeah, I, I was impressed well, with him too. And that possession where they went for two on um, oh, when SMU went for on their two? touchdown, mm-hmm. they pushed off in the end zone. The, yeah. the guy that ended up catching that ball and got the two-point conversion, he pushed mm-hmm. off on our guy in the end zone, and they tried to call. You know, it was kind of, it's like, if you're going to throw a flag, Throw it fairly on everybody. Don't just right. throw it on one team or the other. Right. Oh, well, we were getting holds all the time. And, I mean, first half, there were a couple of times when you'd go to watch the play again on the screen, the big screen, you'd see an SMU lineman with his arm around <laughs> you guys' neck. I'm like, that's a hold. I mean. How can you not, not see that if you're like down there on the wrap, field? Wrapped around. But, anyway, whatever. I mean, people say that. OU and Texas, not not yesterday, but especially in conference games, that's going to happen to them this year. The conference is going to make and OU and Texas. They'll let it go. They're going to make OU and Texas pay for leaving. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> okay, they're going to miss us when we're gone. <laughs> they, they might. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, so the offense – the play calling, there's so much. Oh, Sean, the play calling is so <laughs> boring. I, I wrote third quarter, capital B, capital O, capital R, capital I, capital N, capital G. Boring. It's so boring. boring. Jeff Lebby, call some plays. Let Dylan use his arm. Not just hand off up the middle, hand off up the middle. Dylan, keep on the side. Dylan, try and he threw a few little passes in the backfield. For completions, but by the time they'd run to the uh, line of scrimmage, they didn't make but a yard or two. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. You you makes make it imaginative. Come on. And, and it's not that they can't. And you know, I'm talking about those when when Dylan was fla- throwing those out into the flats. A lot of times they were a little bit high, and so that, you know, especially when you're throwing to Drake, um, or even Tawi. They're having to jump for the ball, so they may catch it, but then they're not where they can just keep running and be in stride. They're not catching it in stride because it was a little bit high for them. Even a couple of the ones downfield to Anthony were maybe a little bit high, and so it kept him from getting um, the yards he could. Right, I agree. Mm -hmm. But Dylan can throw downfield. So let him try it. Yeah. Why don't we try it? One of the um, guys that – sits behind us and has for several years said now SMU does have a really good D line. There are two or three starters. Mm-hmm. It that did look will like go that. pro. Yeah. And they've got a safety that is, they're talking about will be in the first round, a first round mm-hmm. pick. I, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know which name, but um, he said, so they may be, that may be partly why we, we can't seem to get the ball going downfield mm-hmm. um, just because they may have, Get better coverage from that standpoint, mm-hmm. but we're gonna play other teams that have plenty of kids that are gonna go pro too. So exactly. we can't just let that be mm-hmm. our oh, oh okay. Yes. They've got a really good safety, so let's not go. Let's not go long. Let's just um, stay in the backfield and try and get a few yards at a time each. You know, each time. Right. We got to yeah. have a better game plan than that. Yeah. And then I did love seeing Jackson Arnold come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of, kind of as our quote unquote belldozer package. Exactly. I mean, sure. They asked Coach um, Venables, uh, you know, does it have a name? Uh-huh. And he's like, no. Um, and he acted like he was open to a name, you know, if right. if anybody wanted to come up with a name. But um, anyway, um, I, I liked seeing Jackson Arnold yes. come in on that fourth and short. Uh-huh. But let him pass too. It's okay for yeah. him to pass. Yeah. You know, he, he showed last week he can do it. Right, he's a good passer. So, yeah. and and maybe we're just trying to set the table with, he's always going to come in and run. He's always going to come in and run, and then sometime we'll throw a big long pass and score a touchdown on it. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what they have in mind. But let him pass. We know he can pass. It's okay to yeah. let him pass. Well, if that's the thought process, then on that, like one fourth, the, we've done it. I think it was the third time 
on the fourth and one when we didn't get it, when we were in field goal range and we did the exact same thing and they stuffed us at the line, then let Arnold pass. He's got two tight ends in that package. He's got Blake Smith and Austin Stogner out there. Correct. So, and, and we and know they're he, big targets. They're yep, big and guys. We, they're big and, targets. And he did that for Gibson last week. He threw it up where only Gibson could get it. Or line him up under center and push him through. Yes. And right? get your get your running backs in the back and push him. Yeah. Yes. Like the old Jalen Hurts package that Philadelphia played played all last all last year. Exactly. Got him to and, the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I saw one of the and I don't think it was when Arnold was in, but one of those times Austin Stogner was I think he was pushing Tawi Walker like get over that line. <laughs> Stogner. But I was going to say there was one that we got like six extra yards after I'm thinking yes. the ball stopped and then the, the line just keeps pushing them forward. It went five or six yards. Yes. If they can do that, you know they can do that for Jackson Arnold. Exactly. But but actually, take those three points right there, kick the darn field goal, and go up by two touchdowns. I thought that was You're a right. stupid – I thought it was a stupid thing to do right there anyway. Go up by two touchdowns. I agree with you on with that. that. Right. Go up by two. Instead, yep. they didn't, and they didn't get the fourth Mm-mm. down conversion. No. And, and that is, isn't that when SMU started down the field? And yeah, that I was, so. yep. that was third quarter. So that's when they started their long drive then that mm-hmm. led to a touchdown and made yeah. it a three-point game. Yeah. And so. it would have been a six-point game mm-hmm. if they'd taken that uh, field yeah. goal there. So anyway. And the field goal kicker needs some practice. It's fine to let him practice. Yes, and actually, if we'd gotten a field goal, they probably wouldn't have gone for two points. You're right. You're yeah. right. But anyway. Well, and I thought they won't get the two-point conversion. And then as I watch them, and they push off on our guy in the end zone, and they, they give it to him, I, it's like, well, here we go again. We went into that. We get up in a game, and it's just like we did mm-hmm. last year. We get up in a game, and then Levy does this – Oh, let's not show anything. Let's not do right. anything. Let's let's just kind of go to this prevent offense. As yes, yes. <laughs> for lack of a better term, yeah. We don't want to make any scores. We don't want to make any yardage. Um, let's just try and run some clock off mm-hmm. yeah. instead of going for the jugular. Yes. Go score points. That's what exactly. your offense is supposed to do. That's right. And I think the kids, especially Dylan Gabriel. He's got to do what he's told to do. This is this sure. is not anything that's his fault. Right. This is play calling, and mm-hmm. that's Lebby's job. Yes. To me, Lebby's got to be more imaginative and come mm-hmm. up with some other things to do besides hand off up the middle and hope we get two or three yards. Right. And and he can be imaginative because just how there, there was that one series, actually it was the second series, I think, and Jackson Arnold goes in there, you know, on the first down and – and and then oh, yes. and then Jackson Arnold goes out to what a wideout as you know? a wideout yes. yes and so it's like he can do that and whether they were still talking to Dylan on the sidelines about something and they're like Jackson you go out there or if that was all you know pre-planned who knows he can be creative I've seen and I've seen him do more I've seen him do less too like last year at Texas but. Um, I was seeing him do more than he was for sure doing that third quarter, um, whether it was Tawi or Marcus Majors. And lots of times, I mean, Tawi was running really well. He had over 100 yards. But it's just like, don't just go up the middle like that. SMU stopping you. They have it figured Correct. out. Let's, yeah, do something different. And we know, we know and Dylan can throw down. Yes. Or a reverse. Yeah. Or, and, and where was Gavin Freeman? Um, the fastest kid on the field and we threw two passes at him and he dropped them both. And otherwise right. did he, mm-hmm. he didn't touch the ball. I maybe one punt return and that was right. it. Yeah. Like let the kid have the ball, throw the ball to these kids, mm-hmm. let them get some practice. Yeah. And you know, I've always, I've always loved OU and their tight ends. And so I, I started, you know, while you and I were texting during the game, I started watching Stogner to see if he was ever going into um, like receiver mode or if he was just there to block. And a lot of times he's just blocking, but there were a couple times when he was open in the middle and you could see though, he wasn't the first read, you know, the first read was over to, you know, the left or something. And we need to use 
our tight ends more. Grant, Grant and Blake, Blake Smith did score that one touchdown. Um, and he and Stogner were both in on that play. Um, actually, most of the time, Blake Smith came in. We had both tight ends. Two in, tight but, ends. But let's use well, them. And it seems like they're using, at least when Smith scored, Stogner seemed to come over to be a kind of set a block in the middle of mm-hmm. the line. And then Blake Smith is, you know, wide open in the end zone or able right. to just run in for a yard. But, yeah, that that was his reception for the game. Mm-hmm. Let him touch it ten more times. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think – oh, I don't know if I have the numbers. I think we only had 27 pass plays. Oh. I think Dylan was like 17 for right. 27 or 19 for 27. He had that many passing plays. Um in the first half of the game last week against Arkansas State, mm-hmm. or close to it. So if yeah, he can he, pass that many times against Arkansas State in a half, mm-hmm. why are we not letting him pass more in this game? Yeah, he was 19 for 27. So Okay. And um, and the longest pass was 29 yards at first touchdown to Anthony. To Anthony. Uh, yeah, and and shout we know, out to Michigan again. I'm glad yes. we stole him from Jim Harbaugh. Go, go blue! <laughs> but I mean, Anthony and Farouk, um, they can they can go long. They've got the speed. Right, they've got the speed. And and we know Dylan's arm can get down there. He, that's why that's what Marvin Mims did last year. So yeah, let's every now and then throw it downfield a little bit more. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. So anyway, and, and I do think. Um, Walker and Major did a good job. Um, I think they complemented each other, but I do think Walker set himself apart as mm-hmm. as really needing to be the starting running. Yeah, back. I agree. At least the way he ran last night, uh-huh. that he'd have two guys on him, they're diving at his legs, and he just keeps on going, and he makes three or four more yards. He does. He, he keeps. He just keeps it going. I'm going to make some mm-hmm. more yards. I'm going to make some more yeah. yards. So, yeah, he um, was impressive. He was very impressive, and and I did not read. There was an article that I think was in the Norman paper, and it may have been just the college campus paper, but they said um, he was a walk on, mm-hmm. and that he'd been he'd played JUCO ball, and right. he just really didn't think he. I think he has a child, and he thought yeah, I he does yeah. I, I need to get a job. I don't have mm-hmm. time to keep playing football, but he was encouraged to walk on at OU and. I'm I'm glad that he has done that, um, yes. and I I know that he's got a commitment to his family too, uh-huh. and I I'm I'm happy that he's able to do that and still play football. Yeah, I think I was reading. So he I think maybe he's from Vegas, so he has this like connection to Demarco with Demarco. Okay, yes. I didn't realize that. I, th- I but he knew Demarco, and I think they're maybe both from Vegas. But Tawi's dad played baseball I think and also you know had a a child at a really young age and because of that didn't um didn't really wasn't able to really commit to sports like he wished he had and he kind of regretted it and he he told Tawi he said you can you can do both and don't but just don't if you're going to do it, give it your all because you don't want to look back and wonder what if. And so um, Tawi's son and girlfriend, they live in Norman. And okay. um, I guess Tawi's parents, they're not together. And so they they go every other game. And so like last weekend, his dad wasn't at the game, but his Tawi's mom was, is what the article said. Oh, okay. But it, he okay. does have support, you know, from his family like that too. But yeah, he's he's still just a walk on. So, but he wanted yeah. to play for DeMarco. He's like, if I'm going to do this, I want to play. That's who I want to play for. And okay. um, excellent. Yeah. And he said, DeMarco. Well, we need was, to get him on scholarship. Yeah, we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure how we do that, Sean. How do we do that? Can we grant scholarships from Talk Sporty? Well, you know, with NIL money, but <laughs> I don't think Dana, we We're don't have to get some coming in. <laughs> All you million listeners. <laughs> If you want to send money, we'll figure out a way to get it to Tully so that he can have a scholarship. Yeah. Oh. I think that'd be awesome for him. That would be awesome. Yes, that would be awesome. Um, okay. So. Who else? Who else? You you mentioned Peyton Bowen. Oh, mm-hmm. the other thing with Peyton Bowen, he blocked that punt. 
Yes. Was that not incredible? That's how fast that dude is. Yes. He came running around the side, and I'm like, he's going to be close. Boom. He he was yes. not close. He was right on top of yeah. it. Yeah. And that and we True scored. Freshman. We scored off yes. that. So, yeah, that yes. was huge. Got much better field position than we would have if they'd gotten mm-hmm. the punt off, you know, yeah. and taken it down to the other, you know, the other end of the field. But, yeah, I was very impressed with Peyton Bowen. Yeah, it was it was good. So, um, I don't necessarily have anything specific about players. I, I liked the cream colored polos the coaches were wearing. <laughs> I did <laughs> not even fashion. notice that, Sean, but you're on that side. See, yes. we look over there. And you're, you're I way see up the high SMU too. people. Yeah. Yeah. You're way and we up see high. the SMU, you know, sideline and it's, I don't notice that our coaches, like it's hard to even tell who's over there. Yeah. <laughs> And and they're not they weren't white they look like they were cream they're you know cream. so the, a whole crimson and cream and so okay. yeah so they looked good. Well, I want I thought um, um, Kip Lewis he's mm-hmm. number ten oh yes he he had some he, really good tackles and he, he had I that big stop on that one drive freshman mm-hmm. um, and I know last year they were like they they were planning on him being a whole lot better this year and just uh-huh. watch it in this, this is the second game of the year. I, I was impressed. We got to, we got to pay attention mm-hmm. to number 10 out there on yes. defense. Yeah. He had several really good drive. I mean, um, stops and I mm-hmm. um, think he had a pass breakup. He was always right there ready to um, tackle somebody coming his mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah. And Stutzman was all over the field. He he was. I've got somewhere. Let's see. Yeah, do you have his total tackles? It was he, it was a double seven, digit. 17. 17 okay. total tackles for Stutzman. I believe five, five he was solo. everywhere. He had one sack, the only sack of the game. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yes, cuz he lined up he lined up on the line and mm-hmm. went straight for the yeah. for the quarterback. And you know, we watched the line they hurried the QB a lot. I kept mm-hmm. expecting to see more sacks, um, yeah, that sort of thing. We didn't. We hurried them. We didn't ever. We nope. had the one sack, but we didn't get that many sacks. But no. I felt like they, their quarterback, knew we were mm-hmm. after him. You know, mm-hmm. which is something we haven't seen in several years from our defense. Right. The quarterback's like, da 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 da. Nobody's touching me. I got all the time in the world. I'll just stand here and visit. <laughs> you know, wave to the crowd. And, um, <laughs> and he was crowd. like, he was like having to hustle, hustle, hustle. Now yes. he, he would get his pass off. Mm-hmm. I think you and I were texting during the game. Mm-hmm. He would, we'd be pushing, putting pressure on him. And all of a sudden, then he'd get that pass off and he'd get a five or six yard completion or a 10 yard yeah. completion and make a first down. But we we were at least putting some pressure on him as opposed yeah. to years gone by when we just really didn't seem right. to have any pressure. And and Kip Lewis was number two on team tackles. He had nine. Oh, nine he total. did. Okay, mm-hmm. I did not yeah. see that. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So he and was behind Stutzman Danny. And then had that um, fumble recovery. But you know, Woody Washington kept it in bounds. I was mm-hmm. proud of Woody. Because yes. he could tell it was going to go out of bounds, and he uh-huh. knocks it back in. But I think he knew he was going too fast to be able and to he, stop it. Well, and he stepped out, so it was a good thing he didn't touch it after he that he didn't recover it because he'd stepped his foot was on the line. And okay. So okay. if he had been the one to touch it, then it it would have you know we wouldn't have gotten it so yeah gone back to them yeah well it it looked in the replay just on the big screen like he he saw it and Mm -hmm. and he kind of batted it back and then Stutzman Mm -hmm. could Mm -hmm. you know grab it and and so I thought they kept saying Stutzman recovered it which he did but with the help or aid of (laughs) Woody Washington (laughs) but it was good that it was Stutzman because if Woody had gotten it by the time He'd knocked it back in. His foot had gone foot out of out. bounds. And so if he had tried to recover it, we wouldn't have gotten it. So, yeah. So there, that was okay. good, too. Excellent. And then Justin Harrington had the interception. Mm-hmm. And, and that was at the right towards the end of the game. SMU's going for it on fourth down. They, they're trying to make any sort of play. But, hey, it was still mm-hmm. an interception. And it That's went right. to Harrington. And he knew to just – Kind of he, make a yard or he two just and slid. then take a knee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like he I'm going we're down. We're going to run out this clock. We're going to run out <laughs> exactly. this clock. 
Yeah. Whereas sometimes, you know, they're like, I can run it in. And then they mm-hmm. do something silly on the sidelines and fumble it. And then the other team yeah. gets it and scores, you know. So he he played really well. And, he and he's playing more of that cheetah position. And I, I think I think that's kind of starting to gel with him. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I was proud of him. Yeah, good. I think yeah. we saw more of um, Kanai Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's becoming the other cornerback because um, mm-hmm. Gentry Williams, I think, started as corner with Woody Washington, but he he had a little injury. He did come back and play a little bit um, after the injury, but then I really don't remember seeing him in the second half. I, and he might have played, but it seemed like Kanai Walker was doing most of the play out there in the second half. Okay. Yeah, I was going to look and see if I – anyway – I'm just checking to see how many tackles Walker Walker had five five he had total tackles so yeah so he is Danny the top ones Danny Kip Key Woody and Kanai okay okay but yeah I mean so it's nice I thought they played well mm -hmm. yeah I think there's room for improvement and especially you know after that Texas Bama game. You know, really? Do we have to listen to Texas all week? Yes, we do. I we guess will. it's hard for me to root to ba- for Bama too, but geez, I just hate Texas. I just don't know that I can. Oh, uh, you know, I I just wanted them to get killed. <laughs> I'll just say it. I wanted Bama to just cream them. <laughs> Brett Brett wanted them to lose like ten to nine. Brett wanted it to be like right in their hands, and then they they didn't get it, and then let it slip away. Yes. Well, I will say that, and you and I were talking about this some last week too, and I was texting my niece yesterday morning and because on game day, they're going on and on about Quinn Ewers. And I'm just like, what, what really has this kid done? I mean, and we talked about it. His, his numbers weren't as great as Dylan's numbers last week at all. No. No. And, um, his last week, not yesterday, but his past completion was 61%. Okay, whatever. But yesterday, he had quite a game. He really did. did I mean, he? from okay. what I could listen to, we, we were listening when we got in the car. So, you know, it's the second half of the game, and it was after our game. And But he, he was making some plays, and he sounded like he was doing pretty well, so... So well, maybe I have to me... eat my words of Quinn Ewers that hasn't done anything. Well, now he has, and it was against Bama. Well, it made me wonder, and I, I we watched a little bit of the game driving back, but I wanted to hear Brent Venables talk and Jeff Lebby, which mm-hmm. I'm sorry, he didn't say anything in his post. He didn't, did he? Post-game press conference. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I wanted to say, I wanted to ask some questions. Like, mm-hmm. be imaginative. Why can't you come up with some better plays? Why don't mm-hmm. you let Dylan throw the ball? Just, anyway, um, but I did listen to Brent, and um, then the game was pretty much over. You know, it was yeah. pretty far out of hand. Mm-hmm. But it made me wonder, is Bama's defense not the Bama's defense from the past? Yeah. That's what I wonder. I don't right. know. Is Texas offense really that good, or is part of it that Bama's defense is not what it normally is? Um, I Any was, ideas? So I was listening some on the radio afterwards, and it's interesting because, one, I guess Bama's quarterback isn't Bryce Young, obviously. I mean, how many right. guys are Bryce Young? But – so he's he's young and and he's kind of like that. And then they were talking about they're starting a a true freshman at safety, and they've got all these young guys. and And so it's not just a quarterback thing. They said there Bama has a lot of little problems all over, and so it's not okay. just it's not just on the quarterback. But I told Brett, I I go and I might do some research on this, but lots of other programs. Are are all they are not just reloading like they used to do. They are reloading through the transfer portal, not just Correct. through recruits. And I wonder if Bama is not, or if Saban is not using the transfer portal as much because on Bama I can get whoever I want as a freshman. As a freshman, 
But all these other schools, they're not just plugging in with their recruits. They are plugging in with kids from the transfer portal. I mean, look, we played Trace Ford from OSU yesterday. We played Andrell we played Andrell Anthony. We played Bothard. We are playing kids from the transfer portal. And I wonder if Saban has not been using the transfer portal to his advantage. I don't know. That's just a theory that I have. It may not be true. Well, that's a good idea. That is something we ought to look into and see. Um, Because, again, Saban is an older coach, Mm -hmm. and I don't mean that in a mean way, um, but he may not be as comfortable using the transfer portal Mm -hmm. as somebody like Deion Sanders. Deion Mm -hmm. Sanders is going to use the transfer portal. Right. uh, you know, other sometimes he's gonna... using the transfer portal to say, "Get out of my program." <laughs> exactly. Here's the transfer portal. You need to apply. Here's the transfer <laughs> portal. Have fun. <laughs> you need to get out of here because you're not going to have a spot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's true um, because Nick is older, and I can mm-hmm. see him saying, eh, yeah. "I'm not messing with that." And I'm Bama. And it's true. I can get the guys. I can get the In four the and past, five stars. You know, the Bama would have all the four and five stars, and mm-hmm. they'd be three or four deep at every position. Mm-hmm. And I would dare say nowadays, players are going to say, well, I'm not going to go sit on the bench and be right. the fourth mm-hmm. best safety at Bama because I'm never going to play professionally because I'm not going right. to have any collegiate career. But yeah. if I can go play at UNC or Wake mm-hmm. Forest or yeah. UCF, maybe somebody will see me and I'll get picked up to mm-hmm. play pro. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, it's just an interesting thought. Yeah, very so, interesting. Could very be interesting. I don't know for sure. The bit that I watched of Texas, I'm, to me, it looked like their offense could manhandle Bama's defense, and okay. it looks like their defense manhandled Bama's offense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Which and is I only scary. watched just a little bit of the fourth. Yeah, and that, but I'm like, oh my goodness, forty nine to nothing keeps coming back in my face, and we have. <laughs> We have trouble against SMU. I mean, I wanted no. us to beat SMU, you know, a lot. Now we yeah. we covered the spread, which mm-hmm. is what the Vegas odds makers we seem right. to play as well as they expected us to. Yeah. But I kept thinking we should win by 30. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I I can't take a cotton ball like like that last year. I can't. Oh no, me neither. Of course, SMU showed that, you know, they can they can they're they're going to be able to hang in the ACC. Oh yes, yes, so, I agree. Yeah, they've got a good team. Mm-hmm. They yeah, do. they do they've have a good, a good team. team. That offense little... just kept going. They didn't never give up. Number four, that running back, he was good. Yes, I was going to say their little running back is good, yeah, and he had he over a hundred yard. He had a hundred yard game, if yeah. I remember correctly, he was or good. close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and which shout out, it was Tawi Walker's first hundred yard game. Uh-huh. Yeah. In his career, I think he was 117 yards. Yeah, 117. Um, so yeah, that was that was awesome. But yeah, and and it may be that SMU is a very good team. Mm-hmm. You know, right? They will play um, TCU, and they also play Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So I thought we those are those are just right. two teams common that we play. Yeah. So when they play them, you know, it may give us a feel for um, right. You know, just how good SMU is. Right. Yes, that's true. So should we talk about Bryles? Oh, yes. Hit it, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) So I woke up this morning before church, and I'm just kind of looking at Twitter, and I'm seeing all this stuff about Bryles was on the sideline, and Lubby's just like, which, okay, back up. So, and because of this, people are calling for Lebby's head and then other people are like, call for Lebby's head because of the lack of, you know, creative play calling yesterday. <laughs> There's reason enough to call for Lebby's head and has nothing to do with Bryles, but they were just annoyed with his response that, oh, well, that's, that's my father-in-law. That's, you know, that's the grandfather of my kids. So yeah, he was on the field yeah. afterwards and, and he, he kept couldn't saying seem- he was there with my family yeah, mm-hmm. as a family member. Yeah, he couldn't seem to understand why it would be a problem. But Joe Castiglione thought it was a problem. What did Joe say? So let me see. I've got it right here. So Joe made a statement. He said, um, and this was from 1130 last night also. It was tweeted then. So he made a statement right away. Go, Joe. 
I was just as disappointed as many of our fans when I learned of the post-game situation tonight. It shouldn't have happened, and it was my expectation it never would based on boundaries we previously set. I've okay, addressed so it, it with the discussed. appropriate staff. So, yes. Okay. So, because okay. of course they they knew who Lebby's father in law was when Lebby was hired, but um, apparently they set boundaries and somebody and someone crossed over dropped them. the ball. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And I and, interesting. Well, and I guess, and I'm glad they did. They should they should yes. have set boundaries. Yeah. If they hadn't have, then mm-hmm. yes, then you say this really was a big mess. Right. And you guys exactly. should have stopped that before it ever started. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, Levy was kind of blasé about it. And then, you know, and some people on Twitter are like, well, where's the grace? And I'm like, you can have grace, but there's consequences to your previous actions. And Bryles, you know, part of the consequences of his previous actions are we don't want you on our field. Correct. And that's, that's we have the right to say that. And I don't care who your son-in-law is. Correct. You okay. can be a part of his family, which mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. But that that can't that can't that doesn't, be on that doesn't mean you're going to yeah that doesn't mean you get to be a part of our program. Now, so. if you could give your son-in-law some pointers on imaginative <laughs> plays, do it over the Thanksgiving dinner table. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't do it. You can't do it on the field. <laughs> of course, I think he needed to be giving his other son pointers last week. Well, I mean, although TCU did score a bunch, but Kendall Bryles is at TCU now, and I and they did score that. a bunch of points. Okay, so okay, I guess they have. Now, they, what does he coach? It is he offensive? I think he's an offensive Offen- coordinator. Offensive coordinator. I think so. so. He who must not be named his brother went to Clemson and left TCU because um, it's yes, it's yes, uh, yes. Riley. It's mm-hmm. Garrett Riley yes. that yes. was at TCU and went to mm-hmm. Clemson. Yeah, and so Kendall's now um, at TCU. Oh, okay, okay. I did not realize that. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so (laughs) that was was my thought on Bryles, you know, and I was glad Joe Castiglione had something to say about it right away, and Brent apparently wasn't aware of what was happening and and said he wouldn't have been on board with that. I read a little blurb that said he he did not know about it at the Mm -hmm. time, but it would be taken care of. Mm Mm-hmm, so... And I thought, gosh, some of the things these, the head coaches have to deal with. But, I mean, if it has to come down from up above, it has to. Right, yeah. And I'm sure they're like, we just want to coach football. We don't want to mess with this kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, just have him be at Thanksgiving dinner, but not on OU field. Yeah, but say, look, don't just run up through the center. (laughs) Take... Take your tight ends out too wide and have one of the pulling guards pull over here and run a play like that and then let the tight end lead them down the field. <laughs> Go, Dana. Go, Dana. <laughs> you can tell Stobner him. would love to do that. I mean, come he on. He's a big guy. He would love to do it. He would love to do it. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, well, we play Tulsa this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I haven't looked ahead to any of that at all. Me neither. Um they're the people that sit close to us. They they said they were planning on going to the Tulsa game, and okay, um, some folks at work were like, "Yeah, we're going up there on Friday night, oh, and okay. um, you know, going to hang out Saturday." So mm-hmm. I've never been to the uh, football stadium in Tulsa. I don't I don't yeah, really even know where it's located. Uh, but anyway, Those sounds like it's hurricanes. Yeah, yeah, the Golden Hurricanes, and and yes. I don't know. Um, is it a, eleven o'clock kick? I don't know. Do you know, Sean. No, I don't. I don't. Last. Last I saw, I just had the schedule, like the generic schedule. Well, yeah, and I don't know that. From the beginning of the season. And so, OU Tulsa 2023, 2.30. It's 2.30. Okay. 2.30 kickoff. So, so we can watch it. I guess I'm assuming it's on TV since it's at 2.30. Surely it is. It's on Fox Sports. Fox Sports. You you heard it here first oh that's right and i'm on call that weekend but i am going to record it for sure that's when you said oh is it on i'm thinking it better be i'm gonna have yeah. to find it somehow that's right but if it's on fox i'll get it's that. on fox so. so you'll be able to get it so i thought this week i'd bring back our thing tell me about your favorite yeah okay okay and so 
just pre yesterday was Bob Stoops birthday. So one of our great OU coaches. Also this, let's see, September 15th will be Barry Switzer's 50 year anniversary of coaching his first, you know, coaching of OU football. And they had a big 50th anniversary thing for Barry Switzer this week. So with those things in mind, Dana, tell me about your favorite OU coach. Oh, goodness. My favorite OU coach has got to be DeMarco. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't go head coach. All right. It's got to go you. DeMarco. Oh, am I supposed to pick? Oh, no, no, I thought no. you meant no. like an you actual can... coach right now. Oh, no. I, I meant DeMarco. like, I'm, I meant your, okay. I like of all DeMarco. Times. Okay. I like DeMarco. DeMarco's a good one. How about your favorite head coach of all time? Oh, yeah. Oh, Goodness, Sean. I, of course, I grew up as a kid loving Barry Switzer, just loving mm-hmm. him to death. Um, he was a coach of the people. You yeah. know, he was not a high and mighty. I'm better than anybody else. He yeah. was, well, I think is the memoir, the bootlegger's boy. Bootlegger's you know, boy. He, he was high, he'd high five anybody. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he didn't, he didn't have to be, um, Oh, what's the word? He he didn't want to be revered. Right. He just wanted to be mm-hmm. visiting with everybody. And he was yeah. happy to talk football with anybody and everybody. Uh-huh. So I, probably Barry, just, okay. you know, just from that standpoint. Who Who's yours? Barry's my favorite too. And I've always, I've always loved Barry. And I've had people say to me, they're like, yeah, but he's like kind of crass and crude and not a very upstanding person that's totally different than how you are. And I'm like, yes, but he doesn't pretend that he's anything else. So he's authentic in that. And right. I, I right. so appreciate that. And there are great people who were under Barry Switzer who talk about him being a great person for them. Like let's, I mean, Spencer Tillman, JC Watts, who, who is going to say anything really bad about those guys? I mean, granted, there's Charles Thompson, but Charles Thompson also turned it around and still says, you know, that, I mean, he's a preacher now and says Barry was there for him, you know, and in the bad times think, too. Yeah, I think Barry supported his teammates, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. mean, his, his players. I don't mean yeah, teammates. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think he yeah. was always there. He maybe was not... When we look at Brent Venables and he wants to, he wants to help these kids have a better life yes. after football. Yes. Which I love and appreciate about Brent. Oh, I love it. And I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that Barry Switzer thought that far ahead. You know, right. like he, yes. he was like, I want to be their coach and, and a mentor on the field, but he didn't maybe think about what, what happens to them when they Later turn 30. On. Yeah. or 35, or if mm-hmm. they don't make it in the NFL. Right. And I think that's one thing that Brent is trying to do is say, mm-hmm. I want to make these guys, these these young men, into um, good citizens yes. in our world. Right. And good fathers and mm-hmm. good um, spouses and good helpmates to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and good workers when they yes. go out into the real world and have a regular job as opposed yeah. to playing football. Because face it, most of them aren't going to play in the NFL. Right, right. Yeah. Most of them don't. They. Mm-hmm. It's just such a small percent that make the NFL. Yeah. Um, that they may want to all that they they may wish with all their heart to do that, but it it takes a. There are just few, a very mm-hmm. few that get to go on and play professional football. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And Brent, someday maybe he'll be my favorite. And I love Bob. Oh, yeah. Oh, love I love Bob, Bob too. But oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm old school. Barry's still got my heart. But I love your choice of DeMarco. So tell me why DeMarco is your favorite. Active head coach? Well, I, I mean, not head coach, but. Your favorite coach. Um, I, I was reading a little thing Besides about Besides the fact DeMarco. that he's super cute. Oh, he's <laughs> super cute and in super shape. And yes. he he gets the most out of his players you know these Uh running backs yeah he he gets them to do what they need Mm -hmm. to do yeah he's such a great recruiter um but I was reading a little article about him um in high school he played on the defense and um 
the coach at the high school, I, I want to say he was a sophomore and the team lost. Um, he played there in Las Vegas. Um, uh-huh. His team lost their first game pretty badly. And the coach brings him in and says, I, I think you need to be a running back. And he's like, nah, I, I'm, you know, I mean, I, I've he's like, played, I like I, to I, hit people. I think he played D back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the coach even says, I'm, I'm going to have your dad come and, and talk to you about it. And so, okay. so dad comes and he's like, well, coach, I mean, you know, if you think, if you think he could be a running back, I mean, but that it's, he just has never played that like literally uh-huh. football. Anyway, they're like, we decided, Hey, maybe the coach knows best. So he played the next game, um, carried the ball a little bit. The next game he had like a hundred hundred yard rushing game and <laughs> in high school. And so they were like, okay, coach knows best. I, I should be running that. back. And I then, have never heard that story. Guess what? He comes to OU to play. Um, uh-huh. He plays professional. Plays and, you know, Cowboys. He's, he played for the Cowboys. He's, he's just a great guy. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's gone back to coaching it yes. and he's trying to give back to those yeah. players and uh-huh. encourage them and mentor them a lot like, um, Brent Venables, uh, yeah. you know, is doing for, for all of them. But I see that in DeMarco. Um, mm-hmm. And he's always got a smile on his face. So he has, yeah. to, he has to like what he's doing. He has to. Or he wouldn't smile. I mean, right. come on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's got a great smile, like you said. Well, and along those along those lines, um, so this article I read about Tawi, because he'd had this previous relationship with DeMarco, he comes here and DeMarco was, was pushing him and being hard on him and not just giving Tawi a starting job or anything like that. And so Tawi was thinking, I'm doing something wrong, you know, because in his mind, he and DeMarco were friends. And now it seems like DeMarco doesn't like me. And then he came to realize and or he had a conversation with DeMarco and it's like, no, I'm trying to make you a better football player. And so our relationship before, we're, we're still that, but when we're on the field, I'm your coach, you're my player, and everything I say and do is to make you a better player. And Tawi said, and, and, and he said it probably happened sometime last year, I think he said, is it that finally clicked? It, and he quit being worried about making DeMarco disappointed or that I'm doing something wrong. And he finally just started to play and take the things DeMarco was telling him and realizing DeMarco wasn't telling him because he was mad at him or he didn't like him. He was telling him these things to make him a better football player. And he finally understood that. And, and he thinks that that's part of what's coming out on the field right now too, is that DeMarco's coaching finally, you know, clicked in it's, but at first it's yeah. sinking in and he's sinking like in. this mm-hmm. is yeah this is so that I'll be better yes okay exactly okay so all like the things that. you were saying about DeMarco so yay DeMarco yeah is it yeah. that's a good that's a good choice for current staff uh, well yeah. uh, there's a picture um of DeMarco it's it's at his home in Norman um and it, it's summertime uh so it was taken I guess July or August and it's uh, all of the running backs mm-hmm. and all the coaches in his pool okay. in the backyard. And then there are a couple of like little girls that I assume, I assume they're DeMarco's kids. I, I assume right. he has children. Uh-huh. Um, and one of them's on somebody's shoulders, and, but the everybody, they're just. All having they're, fun. They're having fun. They're just Good. all smiles ear to ear. And you're like, and of course I'm like, I need their numbers on them, so I can tell which I, I don't, switch. I don't know what their faces look like. We just yes. see a number. They usually and have so a helmet and a face I was, mask. Yeah, I was trying, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know who they are. I need them yeah. to say I'm Tawi, and I'm, um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm Gavin Sawchuck, and I'm Javante. I I need them to tell me who they are. <laughs> <laughs> but there are lots of coaches in it too. It's it's mm-hmm. a really fun picture. But I thought you can tell they're having fun as opposed to just smiling yeah. for a family picture. Sometimes right. you see those and you're like, mm-hmm. nobody's happy to be here having this photo. Yep. yep. But they all seem to be having a good time. All and right. it was one of those things he's like, 
some days we get a break or when practice is over, I'll have him come over, you know, and get, get in the pool. And, uh, and it looked like his kids were having a good time. Oh, like, I love that. Like That's they great. were excited to have these like quote unquote Moments. big brothers <laughs> over, yes. you know, to, yeah. to, to play with them. <laughs> uh-huh. That's good. I love it. Okay. Well, fun. I thought, how do I get invited for that? <laughs> Amen to that. I don't, I don't guess they're going to invite me, but I wish they yeah. would. <laughs> hey, DeMarco, if you're listening, invite us. We'll come. Yeah, Sean and I, we'll, we'll bring our talk we'll sport there. and we'll just ask a few questions, okay? That's all. And then we'll try and get, to, we'll try and get everybody identified to help. Yes. That'll help the crowd. This That'll is all help. to help the crowd, not just ourselves. <laughs> <coughs> That's right. It's not about us. Not at all. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So I guess next game, Tulsa. Next game's Tulsa. Uh, we'll we'll click on and hopefully we'll see. Well, hopefully we don't have to have a ton of uh, offensive imagination mm-hmm. to, yes. to play against Tulsa. You know, we do want to save some things for when we enter conference play. But hopefully we're going to have a little more than we had at least in the third quarter this, this last week. And it'd be nice to get up on someone, kind of like that first game, and let some of our second string players get yeah, to play agreed. more. The more yeah, snaps for them, I the see better. Them. That's right. Right, right. We want to see them, and we want them to get that practice. So mm-hmm. then if they are thrown in in a game situation, they, they're ready. They know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. All right. Well, if that's it, then it's that's Boomer it. Sooner from here. Boomer. Sooner. Go home here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.